this team looks very different without Chris Porzingis. Man, I was having flashbacks from last season when this team used to struggle closing out games against anybody, and especially mm-hmm. in the Orlando Magic, who gave them a handful of L's last year as well. Like, they, there's a reason for that, you know. There's some there's some tough teams that are coming up that are going to be very physical. You look at Cleveland's coming in. You look at Orlando, you're going to play them again. You have a two-game series with them at home. You have a two-game series with Cleveland at home. So you have some young, very talented teams that want to play physical in the post. Can the Celtics somehow answer that? Uh, you know, another thing that will bother me is just, you know, I looked at Brown the other day against Milwaukee. He had eight assists and one turnover. He goes down to Milwaukee, he goes down to Orlando, and in, in the first two minutes, he has three turnovers and no assists. They're going to be consistent. He has to be just as consistent from that side. The big girls love that. Chicks love the last shot opportunity. Somebody give me a napkin so I can wipe my mouth. All right, it's another episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast. He is Cedric Maxwell. I am Josue Pavone. We're joined by Keith Palm Bay, here to give us some of that Philly perspective as the Celtics and 76ers uh, got a big matchup coming up this week. Uh, He's going to give us the lowdown, give us the scoop on what's going down in Philly. And uh, Max, you're going to have to tell me what what happened in Orlando with the the Celtics. I mean, you saw that up close and personal. Another L for the uh, Celtics. Uh, coming from the Orlando Magic, man, it's uh, well, it, we'll get into it, that in a little bit, but yeah, like, I, what's up, man? The L, Joe Sway, it really wasn't the L because you're gonna get these in the league, but the Celtics let go of the rope, and you don't see that. Right. From I mean, that's what that's what I saw. I saw a Celtic team that played. How, how can you have Jason Tatum, Brown, Porzingis, Horford? you know, white and get outscored, have the team going to 19 let them run on. You get two you get two points by chance. And that right. was the thing that kind of bothered me about it is the fact that they they didn't have a sense of urgency. And the biggest thing I'm looking at this team, just like I look at Philly, two teams, neither one of these teams seem like they know how to close. You get right mm-hmm. there, you say, okay, we need to close the game out. Philly was ahead against Boston, one by three. Boston gets ahead about Milwaukee by 20 points, wins by three. You got to close these teams out. And that would bother me about the Celtic team right now and the 76 team. Right. Well, you know, I'm glad you brought up championship caliber team because, uh, Keith, your recent article talked about, well, asked the question rather, can the Sixers team, is this a championship caliber team when completely healthy? Now, right now, what, they're 11 and 5, uh, 3 and 2 since that, uh, that loss against the Celtics. But what have you seen thus far, right, since uh, since that against the Celtics? I mean, I basically, the one thing that Cedric just said, like they can't close. I mean, you look at last night. They were up by double digits late against Oklahoma City. And and next year, they needed Joel Embiid to hit six foul shots in the closing seconds for them to win the game. You know, the the, the thing Mm. is, I think the best performance that the Sixers had was their first game against the Celtics. Like, that was the best performance they had of the season. And, you know, they almost let that slip away. Um, But, you know, we, we saw some depth. We saw some things. But at the same time, I looked at it like that was the first time that the Celtics saw that variation of the Sixers. 
And it, it kind of like, you know, it took them by, not a little bit by surprise, but, you know, you're figuring out what these guys can do. The second game against the Celtics a little concerned me a little bit because when you look at it, you know, you don't have Jalen Brown, you don't have Christoph Persingas playing, but then the Sixers didn't have like two role players playing, right? So when right. you have that, it's like, what's the trade-off, right? Would you rather have your stars or role players? And the fact that the Sixers lost that game a little bit concerned me. Um, I don't – right now, I I look at them. I think that they're deeper than the Celtics. But at the same time, I think that they need a little bit of work in order for them to be on the same level as the Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks when it really matters. Mm. Well, right. Yeah. The pieces from the uh, James Harden trade, I'm sure. It'll take some time. Yeah. 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 Well, it, it'll take some time. But Go but ahead. Yeah, it will take some time. But the thing is, I think that yeah, it is going to take time. Now, I do like what Nick, Nico, Nico, or Nick, whatever he wants to call himself, because he says you can call me whatever you want. So, like, some people like just call him Nicholas, right? So, so the thing about him is, I think that he adds a lot. I think that when Kelly Oubre comes back, he'll add a lot to it as well. However, my 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 only concern is that you know is is Tyrese Maxey going to continue to ascend? It, you know, mm-hmm. on the defensive end, like I'm still waiting for Boston's guards to uh, to just get off against them because, like, basically the Sixers have a hard time defending All Star guards. Like, you know, elite guards have scored 30 points with them with ease. So the only mm-hmm. thing is when you look at the Celtics, you know, they've been hovering around the 18, 20, but, but at the same time, you know that it's going to happen. Now, are the Sixers good? Yes, they are a good team. However, it's just that I, I don't know if they can match up against them in a seven-game series right now. I just don't. Yeah, I think that if I look at the seven-game series, I favor the Celtics because I think their starting six are better overall than the 76ers. 76ers have a neutralizer when they have Joel Embiid, one of the best players in the league. But is is Tatum going to start to ascend to that level? Is Brown going to play at the level that everybody said, you know, he's the highest paid player right now in the league? And I hate saying that, but He's the highest paid player in the league. Will he ascend to that level? Because so far it's been it's been patchwork. There's some nights when they're really good. Derek White has been good, but the Celtics can get you with either hand. They can get you with le- uh, left hand or right hand. When they got Derek White playing. They got uh, Drew Holiday. Uh, their guard, their guard tandem is crazy, and to the point that the craziest part yeah. is that Drew Holiday is so effective on the defensive end. They start him out on Joel Embiid. Yeah. They start him out on some of these big monsters. Yeah. You go, how, how can you have? But he keeps them away from the, the the basket. But when Joel Embiid finally sits down and wants to get to the basket against Drew Holiday, there's nothing he can do. But just the fact that they start him out on uh, Joel Embiid, that to me is uh, says something really impressive about that kid and how they feel about him. But you know what, and and, uh, and and Max, you uh you raised something that was really key because you know they used to do that before, right? The Celtics mm-hmm. they would put a guard on Joel, and and then all of a sudden you saying are, are they still going to be able to do it? And they're still having this success. The one thing that the Sixers need to get over and get past, and the Celtics really haven't done that yet. But 
the Sixers right now, the kryptonite that teams have using against them are being extremely physical against them, against Joel Embiid and attack and Maxi on the defensive end. So those are two things that the Sixers have to get past. But you look at the Celtics and you figure you got Drew Holiday, you know, leaning up on them and stuff like that. And in the past, Boston used to always just try to run Joel, let him get let him get as many points as he could and, and gun and all this. And next thing you know, everybody else is cold. But I think that right now in the Sixers, the big key for the Sixers are people are getting physical with Joel and they keep attacking Tyrese. That's a maturation that the Sixers have to get past. And if Boston does that, you know, it could get it could wait, a minute, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Who the hell can attack Joel Embiid? He's one of the strongest guys. I mean, he's one of the strongest guys in the league. Who do I have on the Celtics right now that can push Joel Embiid? Joel Embiid right? I'm thinking about the entire East Coast now. What player is strong enough to get up in his ass and knock him off the boat? It shouldn't. There shouldn't be one because he's so over. He's so overpowering when he wants to be. It shouldn't, but well, when they went up against Detroit, Detroit was pushing them around. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money bet. That's $150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action, NFL. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including you got spreads, you got your player props, you got over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL, 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. Mm, okay. Well, I was going to say, Max, this leads into my, my next question because how like, – the way this team looks without Kristaps Porzingis, I think, is something that could be a – it's a concern moving forward, right? And we're not sure if this thing's going to be long-term. Uh, he's not going to play Sunday night. It is a calf injury, a uh, left calf, so he's ruled out. He didn't finish that game against the Orlando Magic. And, Max, to me, that was the biggest difference in the game. Sure, you can talk about Tatum and Brown and how they played and their and their approach in that fourth quarter when things matter the most. But this team looks very different without Kristaps Porzingis. Man, I was having flashbacks from last season when this team used to struggle closing out games against anybody and especially mm -hmm. the Orlando Magic who gave them a handful of L's last year as well like they, there's a reason for that you know there's some there's some tough teams that are coming up that are going to be very physical you look at Cleveland's coming in you look at Orlando you're going to play them again you have a two-game series with them at home you have a two-game series with Cleveland at home so you have some young very talented teams that want to play physical in the post can the Celtics somehow answer that? Uh, you know, another thing that will bother me is just, you know, I looked at Brown the other day against Milwaukee. He had eight assists and one turnover. He goes down to Milwaukee, goes down to Orlando, and in, in the first two minutes, he has three turnovers 
and no assists. Mm-hmm. He has to be Mac, really that, Mac, that, 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 that If they're going to be consistent, they're going to be consistent. He has to be just as consistent from that side. Tatum has gotten off to a slow start. I'm not sure where his three-pointer is at. But he's not really knocking those down effectively. So I did talk to Sam Cassell, the assistant coach. He told him, he said, look, why are you going out banging away at a three-pointer when you can get a two-pointer? His favorite player of all time was Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant was a two-point master. Paul Pierce, a two-point master. Sometimes we, the team, I think, they fall in love with that three-point shot. And uh, and I've always said that three-point shot is who's go. When it's when it's going, it, it is unbelievable. But when it's not going, that's when the Celtics have to change speed and so you know, wait for the curveball, not look for the fastball all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, throw the junk up there. But they continue to try to knock down those threes, and sometimes it just it doesn't work for them. You know, Keith, that was the case against the Sixers, right? I mean, that that loss for the, the Sixers against the Celtics. I mean, they just they they couldn't miss a shot. Sam Hauser, who's continuing to light things up from that point of the you know from that end of the floor, but it's the defense that's been concerning for sure. I mean, especially when you talk about closing out games. And uh, you know, Keith, before we started recording, we were sort of getting into uh, the, the 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 biggest piece I feel like has been missing for the fulfilled, which is uh, Kelly Oubre. What's the latest with him in this situation with? You know, Philadelphia Police Department releasing a statement and uh, conflicting reports saying that what he said may not line up with exactly what the evidence was stating. What's the latest with Uber and when, uh, when can we expect to see him back? I mean, we could see him back in time for the Boston Celtics game. I mean, you, you, you could. Okay. In, in regards to Kelly, it, it's one of those things where, you know, the police officers are saying, you know, the cameras, there was no evidence that they saw. On, on any of the cameras that they had that they saw of of a hit and run. However, they oh, are geez. saying that they're not saying that he's lying. They're trying to make that point of that, but they're just saying they just don't have any evidence of it. You know, what Kelly and them are saying is that he got hit. He doesn't know exactly where he was hit at, but he was hit. Right. And and when they Max, you could have been in that press conference with the co with Nick Nurse, man. That pregame Keith, that was, yeah, was uh, that was one of the more that was different. That was a different presser. I've never been in something like that before, man. You yeah, can just feel I the mean, tension with all the back and forth. Yeah, I mean, and, and so Nick is saying he believes them, this and that. I think what everybody's thinking, I think with the cops, with the Sixers, and everyone is hoping that this thing just goes away. Like the I'm cops sure. let it be known <laughs> that they didn't find anything, right? You know, there were people right. that were there were like a store owners on that block that submitted uh two hours worth of video saying that they didn't see anything. You know, then next thing you know, somebody in Kelly's camp released a video of him coming to his ring, you know, his uh, ring is is a ring camera. Dude, that was that was his kid. Someone from his camp did that. Oh man, people yeah, see, like, it'd, be the people you, it'd be the people you know, Max. You know, uh, geez. you know, your I, own I people. Guess they, I guess they felt that that would help help him out, but then all it did was raise more questions because yeah, no one said absolutely. anything about a bicycle at first. So right. you know, it's it's one of these things where now the, the narrative is like, yo, he's coming back. He's about to come back and help the Sixers. So it's one of the things where everyone wants it to, to, to go away. But 
the one thing I will say about them is they won their first game without him, right? But since then, it's been a struggle. I mean, it has. They struggled without him. And, and you can look at Kelly Oubre as he's been the most important guy. Well, of course, you, you know, everybody knows about Joel and Tyrese Maxey. Right, right. Outside of that, he's been the guy that's really, you know, helped with the spacing, helped Tobias out, a lot of other guys. And even when his shot wasn't right. falling, you know, he was in playing defense. But, yeah, it, 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 it's been a weird thing because you think about it, y'all. At first they were saying he's going to be out for a substantial amount of time. And then all of a sudden it became a two-week injury. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's this this whole thing is 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 has been bizarre. I mean, you know what, Keith, Keith here's what I'm gonna do. Me and Josue, we're coming down to uh rob a bank in Philly because they ain't got no damn cameras down there. I'm like, are you, are you <laughs> don't know, man? Yeah. I mean, Keith can tell us a little bit on the air off there. He said, we know maybe over like over in the hood. I'm like, every convenience store I know in the hood got a damn camera and I don't care if you're the poorest person in the world you got you got a ring on your doorbell now so it, it, this world <laughs> isn't meant for that I think this it's going yeah. to eventually go away but it's always going to be questions but just at the end of the day as we all know Joe Sway if I said a thousand just tell the truth tell the truth tell the truth and then then the rest of it's going to fall where it may if he was on a bike if he was on a motorbike whatever he was a player is going to get some leeway as long as he comes back to play. Right. But those questions about his credibility, that lingers with a team. Uh, you know, I'm I'm a big Tyrese Maxey fan. That is my main question. Can he continue to be at an all-star level? Because maybe teams are starting to figure him out a little bit. He has this tremendous foot speed. Keith, you and I know he's going to go right. Damn it, if I'm playing him, he's he going to go left. But and most teams say, okay, you want to go right, go right. You can't stop him going right. So it's always the teams that you see for the second time after they see you the first time. Celtics figured out a few things about him when they mm-hmm. played them the second time because I did talk to Sam Cassell and he said, look, this is some of the things we have to do against Tyrese Maxey. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're right. Sure. And that's what teams are doing. They're trying to make him go left. But also right. teams are attacking him on the defensive end. Like late recently, and if you and if, what they've been doing is they've been they it's funny how they've been closing out like they've had Pat Bev in the closing out games, and then all of a sudden then then they realize well we had Pat Bev out so I mean, in there so we had to take out Nico B- Batum and they didn't want to do that so the last game Tobias Harris didn't close out the game so it's mm-hmm. weird because you're doing all this. And and you're getting you're losing stuff on, on on the back end because of that. So a lot of teams, I'm telling you, a lot of teams have been attacking Maxi. And Maxi, you know what? He's had what 12 block shots so far. But again, those are a lot of help things or this and that. Yeah. But but people will say, you know what? If he's gonna block a shot, let him block a shot. But we're gonna attack him. Yeah. And 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 the thing is, that's something that the Sixers gotta shore up. You know what I mean? Because and I like Maxi, but but at the same time, they got to shore that up because I'm pretty sure Sam Cassell and other people are going to say, you know, it's a copycat league. Let's do the same thing to him. Let's see how good he is on that island. Yeah. One thing that happens when people say you block shots and it's just like Rondo was great at making steals, but you can make steals. And what it does sometimes doesn't mean you're a good defender. It means you might over gamble. 
or or you're beaten mm-hmm. going back door because you block somebody's shot. And that creates yeah. situations where you get people on the backside, they get in trouble because of, you know, you not being able to defend to, to defend your position. I'm just really wondering now, you know, about Joe Sway right now, Keith is crying because, you know, he sees his um, his trip going to Vegas. He sees that going away right now. He was already like, okay, what happened, man? What happened to Orlando, damn it? Celtics have to win by 30 points. It, it was crazy to look at that game the way they got beat because they were in the driver's seat to go to uh, be in Vegas. And now everybody's telling me it's a long shot. I, I'm just on the I'm just on it's the plane. Out of their head. But but I, I, yeah. I it's just just really weird. Where's Philly at in there and their division so far as uh yeah, they're way down there. there. Yeah, they're way down there. Like they uh the Knicks, they're still alive, but they got a two and two record. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like a lot of teams have to lose. But they would have been eliminated if Miami would have defeated the Knicks. But the Knicks, Knicks won, so they're still alive. But at two and two, I mean, they lost. They lost at home to Cleveland, and they lost at home to Indiana, in that thing. So, yeah, they're they're like the eighth, you know, number eight. But I, okay. I don't see them going there. Like, so you ain't you ain't going to Vegas either. Nah, but it's funny okay. though because I booked my. See, you know when they said, hey, hurry up and book it. I'm like, all right. Okay. <laughs> Tell me you booked that. They won eight in a row. I mean, hurry up and book it. And now it's like, oh, man. I hope I hope you got that. I hope you got that. You know, Joe said, when they have that button up there, you can say, uh, I accept this to protect me. I it's hope you have that button. Yeah. That's what they say. They say, if your team, your team doesn't myself. make it, you're done. Like, don't worry right. about it. So, yeah. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for candidates isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 300 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to any other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because it knows exactly what I'm looking for. It gives me the top candidates that I need that enables me to comb through the other applicants and get right to the top to what I'm looking for. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the Cedric Maxwell podcast can get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibly at Indeed.com slash Maxwell. Just go to Indeed.com slash Maxwell right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Maxwell. Terms and conditions apply. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million Monthly unique visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. 
That's indeed.com slash Maxwell. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, you did, you did You did. better than me, man. That was good. That was good. I mean, at least you set yourself up perfectly in case it happens. So that was that, that's good. Yeah, my last question, I'm going to get you out on this one, man. Uh, you talk about the, the, the second unit, right? Uh, Philly has a, a deeper bench than Boston. Max, uh, well, I guess my question for both of you guys. Max, what, like, what are you concerned about in terms of like that that second unit? Do you, do you think these guys are going to figure it out? Do you think? I mean, we know what six through seven look like, right? But again, with this Porzingis injury moving forward, you know, do you wonder? Do these guys go out and eventually get some help outside of the roster that they have, or, or do you see something in house that that can that can be reliable for for Joe Mazzulla? Well, I look at Hauser. Uh, I look at uh, what he's able to bring to the table. Uh, I think that your guy Pritchard has been pretty good. Um, their their bigs have not not been bad. It, it was they they've suffered more than anything on the defensive glass, giving up too many second chance opportunities. You know, my down in Orlando they killed them. They kept mm. getting rebound after rebound. They have to be a better rebounding club, and and that's going to be the difference. Uh, you know, I. I I like some of the pieces they have. Uh, is Davidson ever going to be a player for you? Are you looking at that? Is that going to be one of the things? Is you know you know what your 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 first six have, and then you yeah. look at you know Pritchard, and then you look at Hauser. Those are well, Jordan things. Jordan Walters recalled. He he, uh, he he's he's up in the G League, so because you see if he gets a shot. But so yeah. Josue, you depending on that. Let me ask no, you. No, look, okay, <laughs> no. Well, damn it, don't. I'm just a little news, little news in there. Don't give me no bullshit. You ain't gonna use it. I know, I know you're not gonna. I know you're not gonna throw his name in there. So I was like, let me put him in there real quick. Why are you putting his name in there, Joe Sway? Why? With the response. (laughs) Because they're thin, man. They're paper thin up front. Because you're paper thin, (laughs) doesn't mean you get somebody who you know isn't going to effectively. Uh, Mahalik might be able to do something. He's he's a you know what? Before 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 Southern fans get get upset though, Cornette gave you some quality minutes, but then he, that, those extended minutes it ran its course, man. Like you I can't, love, I love, I love you can't keep him out there as long as you as long yeah, as you did. I, I love Cornette's minutes. Cornette comes in, he's a big. He does, he does what yeah. he needs to do. He'll block a shot occasionally. He'll score around yeah. the rim. He'll set good picks. The thing I like about Cornette is the fact that he he comes in. He might not, he's not going to move the needle negatively. It might inch up positively. And I think that's a good thing for the Celtics. But, you know, you can always use another player, uh, you know, as you go on. But, uh, man, it's just kind of crazy to watch that team right now and to see them in the last, I don't think they really played well against maybe the, the second quarter against Toronto in Toronto where they went, went yeah. up by 18. But since then, they, this team has been spotty at best. And even instead right. against Milwaukee, to go up against Milwaukee and go up 20, but then Milwaukee had a chance to tie the game at the end? Nah. Great teams and good teams put their foot on you, and then they mash, and they don't let you get up. They do not right. allow you to get back in the game. When they bury you, damn it, they bury you. I mean, it's like Smokey the Bear when he said, what do you do to a fire? You drown it, then you drown it again, and then you drown it again. That's what you do. That's what you have to do if you get teams down. I didn't know he said that, but yo, Keith, which names pop pop up when you think of the the, the second unit, uh, Philly second unit, and, and what are the, what's the likelihood of, of Marcus Morris cracking in that rotation and, and solidifying a spot? 
You know, I mean, that's the biggest question with Marcus Morris. I mean, you know, he started two nights ago and he had his best game. You know, outside of that, he hasn't really been getting a lot of minutes and he hasn't really been in a lot of rhythm, right? But right. the but the hope is is that he can give you some minutes and 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 make something happen because he would make them a whole lot of a deeper player, a better player. You know, right now, you know, the guy who you know, assuming let, let's just say if if Kelly Oubre comes back, I don't know if they're going to insert him in the starting lineup as soon mm-hmm. as possible. So you look at <clears throat> you look for him, but then you also look for a guy like Robert Covington to come in there and do something. Now the thing about what Covington does is is not like you're not going to look for him to, to get a lot of shots and, and hit threes, but he's just getting deflections and doing all those other things playing quality defense on people. Now, if mm-hmm. Marcus Morris can add something to it, then, you know, the Sixers are going to be tough to beat. You know what I mean? But, like, right now, outside of that one game he had, he hasn't really been that impactful. Now, he hasn't got a lot of minutes, but he hasn't, when he came in, right. he hasn't been that impactful. So I would have to say, you know, Robert Covington – um, and and then like if it depending on who else like if Nico Batum starts, then you will say it is gonna have to be Kelly Oubre. But if Kelly Oubre gets to start, mm-hmm. then you it's gonna be Batum. But so those are the guys right there. But if Marcus can be that guy, great for the Sixers. But he hasn't been that man. He well, Keith, 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 here it is in the next year. How can you go out and start an old car? And then just fly down the highway. You can't do that. You got to warm it up. You got to warm it it's up. It's true. And the, player, hey, the older player, I'll tell you from experience, hey. if you get, in, is- get limited touches, your, your opportunities are going to be where you're going to be. You're going to be dead, and you don't have any rhythm, and you're not going to score the basketball. Joel Embiid is a um, he's a, he's a ball. He's not a hog, but he dominates the ball. So. Yeah. So a guy like that can't get into rhythm because he's a shooter. That's he's going to help you. If he can't get the ball, how is he going to be effective down the line? That's the only thing. It's even with when I look at your team right now, I look at the 76ers, and I think about Tyrese Maxey getting shots. What is this guy going to do? What is this guy going to do? And I'm like, man, Joel Embiid dominates the ball so much, it's hard to get into a rhythm with any other player on your team. I agree. I agree. I agree 100 percent. And and I, I think that in the stretch of their um against uh OKC, like Joel was 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 hunting a triple double. With him hunting a triple double, nobody else could get in rhythm, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that sounds crazy because you're saying he's trying to pass the ball, but he was like instead of going for the offense, he was trying to get that assist, which enabled <laughs> the team to come back. And you are right. When Marcus is in there with him, they want Marcus to cut to the basket. They want him to do other things, Man. but that's not really his game. But when Joel wasn't there, Marcus was raining threes. So what you're saying makes a lot of sense. I can't. It makes a lot of sense. Thank you, Keith. Thank you very much. I don't want to give you props, but I got to <laughs> Yeah, man. You know that's music to his ears, man. Don't do it. Don't give it to him. Uh, he's. Keith, Keith Bombay of the Philadelphia Inquirer, man. Appreciate you stopping by on the Cosmic Steve podcast, man. Uh, Celtic Sixers going down at TD Garden. Uh, first game at TD Garden between these two teams. And 
I can't wait, man. Well, at least the ones that count, right? I can't wait. Uh, Celtic Sixers. Uh, he is Keith Pompey. Uh, Max, we'll see what's, what happens Sunday. We're recording this before the game. So, uh, whether we, whether you know, we do, we'll see. Tell Keith what we do. Tell Keith what we do. They bounce back. We keep it 100, man. We keep it on the 100. Tell him. Tell him. We keep it on the 100. That's what we do. We keep it on the 100. On the podcast. That's what we do. We don't fuck around. And I appreciate you. That's what we do. Yeah. 